Okay. Um. So what are we doing here? Um. I don't think it's really fair that God gets to choose what we look like on the outside. Do you? I'm sorry. That's not really a fair question. It'll probably surprise you, but I've never had any of these surgeries to become a sexual object. You don't work with Beatrice. Oh no, I'm a fashion designer. Ruby Real Girl Designs. Oh. No one looks at dolls in a sexual manner. Do you know why? I don't know why. Guess it's because they don't have all their parts. Exactly. You understand perfectly. A doll can be naked and never feel shy or sexualized or degraded. That's what I want. Welcome to the uh, Go For A Scorecast. It's episode 52. Is it 52? 52 sounds accurate. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, Women in Horror Month, but yeah, I'll talk about that more in a minute. Uh, I am your host, Dangerous Jamie. Joining me as always is the uh, the the very blocked up Sarah. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Hi. I just say that you've got a cold, that you're not like suffering with, uh, you haven't <laughs> eaten too much cheese or anything, have you? No, they're all kind of blocked up. <laughs> Not that thing, the other thing. The other yeah, one. full of a cold. Full of a cold. Yeah. But um, you're gracing us with your presence anyway, and we appreciate it. We, yeah. God me, damn trooper. plus the the few audience members that we get. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they all appreciate it. They do. They really do. <laughs> we get bags of mail saying so. Um, You've kept that from me. Yeah, it's a secret. I didn't want to, get you a, <laughs> didn't want to give you a big head. <laughs> Carry on then. Uh, so yeah, it's Women in Horror Month. Uh, so we're going to be celebrating uh, women uh, in horror for the month. Funnily enough. Yeah, it's magic. Um, <laughs> this week we're looking at uh, American Mary, directed by the Tosca sisters. Canadian Mary. Yes. <laughs> More accurately. Um, and that should be interesting. It was a first watch for me. Ditto. Um, so uh, there's that. We'll probably get a bit spoilery on it and... We'll de- I would say we'd definitely get very spoilery on it, so we yeah. should definitely say that up front. Cause it- oh, dear. Oh, hello. <laughs> I'm going to turn my phone off. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Consumer professionals. <laughs> um, oh, that just means I sold something on eBay. <laughs> excellent. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't. Well, it's, it's not often that we, were, that we cover like fairly recent films, so... We couldn't really ignore this, though. We definitely couldn't. So, uh, yeah big spoiler alert but we're not getting into that till later so if you haven't seen it yet you can listen up until the break mm-hmm. like we've had a bit of a, a time away from our sort of general format uh so we've got a lot of stuff that we've watched uh, i'm just going to pick and choose some of the best uh, i don't know what you're going to do well yeah ditto that do you want to kick us off with something that you've watched recently um i can do that um oh i watched um inbred the other day huh. Have you seen it? Yes, yes, I have. And? 
I didn't rate it very much. Yeah, that seems to be the general consensus. Dave liked it. Scullion, I should say. He did. He did. Um, yeah, he, he did. I'm, I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> I would say I agree with him about 50% of the time. This yeah. was not one of those times. Um, I, I agree with you, disagree with <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just didn't do anything for me. I can see what they were trying to do. It was very sort of 10,000 maniacs in Yorkshire, I suppose. But it just didn't do anything for me. I thought all the characters were just despicable people. Um, and I don't mean the, the villains, I mean the protagonists. They were just horrid. Um, it was just a bit of crap, I found. Like, it was were. just a bit like, huh? here's a horror film. That'll yeah, do, won't yeah. it? Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Um, I wouldn't go quite that far, perhaps, because it looked like it might have been somebody's passion project. I wouldn't say it was made with absolutely no love for the genre or anything, but it just... Yeah, it didn't grab me the way it should. Did it's, Alex it, Chandon do the direct, do the um, the, the special effects in from uh, Zombie Cockneys, Cockneys vs Zombies? Um, I don't know. I'm just gonna check. I think he might have done. Are um, you suggesting that Scullion's review might have been? <laughs> no, not at all. I'm suggesting <laughs> that, the, by that the special effects are very similar. <laughs> I don't know. I can't actually find anything. No visual effects. Right. Well, Alex Chandon directed that. He did. Um, and he did the special the special effects in um, Neon Killer, which is a short which has very similar special effects. Yes. But one that I love. Um, you showed me that. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, I'm not a fan of that sort of. It's very, very obviously done in a computer. Oh, massively. The CGI like bothered it. me loads. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I've never made a film, I don't really know a lot about the effects, but can it really be that much cheaper? I think it's a lot... Or easier? I think it's easier in terms of, like, not having to, like, reset and clean up an entire set every time you need to redo a shot or whatever. It's sad that they sacrifice that for the sake of making it a bit easier on themselves, though. Yeah, well, I mean, the reason I brought up Cockney vs. Zombies is because... Because Cockney vs. Zombies is a lot of fun... Uh Uh-huh. You sort of let that slide a bit. Yeah, it didn't bother me in that nearly as much. Exactly, and um, I think that the effects are, if they're not the same person, it's definitely the sort of same level, mm. but for some reason, well, because Inbred's just not very um, engaging. It's not, and it's not, I get the impression it's supposed to be quite a fun movie, and it's just not. Definitely isn't. Go on then, what have you seen? So, I watched... Um, I mean, I, today I watched uh, 30, de- 30 Nights of Paranormal Activity with a Devil Inside the Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. <laughs> you did. Um, and my review of that will be on the site tomorrow. Um, well, that'll be Wednesday. Uh, so you can all read that and find out how much I fucking hated it. <laughs> but I watched... I mean, I've been sort of avoiding these spoofs for a long time. Ever since, like, Scary Movie 2. Mm-hmm. Like, modern spoofs just don't seem to do an awful lot for me. But one that I did watch that I liked, that I do name check in this review, is um, Superhero Movie. Mm. It surprised me how good it was. Um, I always avoided it on the basis that the trailer made it look terrible. The trailer did make it look terrible. But it's um, David Zucker uh, was heavily involved. I don't know if he directed it or if he produced it or whatever, but he was very heavily involved. And he was, in the first, he was involved in the first scary movie. And obviously in Airplane and those great spoofs. 
from back in the day. I, and it was, it's just funny. It's actually funny. And it's, it doesn't just rely on like, oh, look, here's a celebrity, like disaster movie or epic movie or whatever. Mm. The only sort of celebrity that they name check uh, and keep coming back to is Stephen Hawking. Okay. Like besides that, there's, n- there's none of that sort of, let's just shoehorn in a reference to something else. It's very much a sort of classic style spoof. Yeah. Which well, that's promising. Yeah, it definitely is. Like I I wasn't excited for it at all, but I was bored and it's on Netflix and I was like, well, that'll do. Like I could just switch off for a bit and if it's not funny, then I can find something else to watch. Thus, I mean, such as the the wonder of like Netflix, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um and I really really enjoyed it. I'd probably give it something near to a 6.5 7 out of 10. That's pretty generous. Yeah, but I mean, it's that it's, sort of film anyway. It's, it's a it's a good spoof, like properly, like I said before, like classic, like classic style, um, very much like Police Squad, uh, Naked Gun stuff. Uh, yeah. Top Secret. Top Secret, which we love. That was always my favourite of those sorts of films. Top Secret is great. It is. Anything uh, else? I mean, I've got a bunch here. Um, I watched, as you know, I'm a closet juggalo. Yes. Um, Not so much now, you've just admitted it. I mean, it says it on my Twitter. <laughs> um, it says you were a closet juggler on your Twitter. It does, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I enjoy the Insane Clown Posse. Mm-hmm. I get it, but what what most people don't realise is that they get it too, right? Okay. I mean, if, if, you, if you just look at, like, miracles, it seems hilarious. But if you sort of look at miracles within the whole, in the whole oeuvre, um, <laughs> that's a good word. It is. Uh, they they very much they very much get the joke, and I'm all about like sort of self-aware funny music, which is why I love Cradle of Filth and why I love Typo Negative, and lots of bands like that, which people sort of write off as, as sort of slightly ridiculous, terrible things, but are actually quite funny and they know it. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, some people can't get behind Insane Clown Posse's music because it's, <laughs> for the most part, like, pretty terrible. But, mm-hmm. but, but when, I don't know if 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 they get the joke, I, I don't know. It sort of endears itself to me a little bit more. Um, having said that, I watched Big Money Rustlers, which is the sequel to their first film, Big Money Hustlers, uh, and it's a western with uh, Shaggy Two Dope playing the villain, Big Big Baby Chips. And um, Violent <laughs> J. No, Violent this just J sounds is, like you're spewing out unconnected yeah. words. <laughs> Violent J is Big Baby Chips, and um, Shaggy Two Dope is uh, the other one, the sheriff guy. And it's fucking terrible. Like it's just absolutely awful. Like there's nothing funny about it. The worst thing is that it's it's like Big Money Hustlers. I quite enjoyed, mm-hmm. um, but it's the same film. They've just made the same film again, but like put it in the old west. Um, the guys from Twisted um, are like the the lackeys, and they're not wearing their makeup, which is weird. Uh, and they were quite funny. There were some ridiculous cameos in there. Oh, what's her name? Bridget Nielsen. Michael, not Michael Madsen. Who's the one who's Michael Madsen that isn't Michael Madsen? <laughs> um, he got all crazy on drugs and then gets a boner all the time. Oh no! Uh- <laughs> he's in. He's in True Romance. He's one of the cops in True Romance. No, I know who you mean. Michael, not Michael, Tom... Tom Sizemore. Tom Sizemore. Of course it is, yeah. Yeah. If he'd uh, said got ploughed by a prostitute, I'd have got there quicker. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant was in it. <laughs> um, 
That would yeah, be a totally different film. It would. I mean, it's it's just crap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The rest of my juggalos. Uh, but yeah, it's not good. Oh. Give us some more. Give us some else. Um, I introduced Phil to Hot Rod because he'd never seen it before. Don't like Hot Rod very much. I figured you wouldn't. I I have no idea why, but I just suspected that was a film that you wouldn't like. I love it. I know you do. <laughs> and I hadn't seen it in about two years and it made me excited. I still love it. And Phil loved it too. It's always nice to introduce somebody to a film and have them love it as much. So yeah, I'm not going to spend too long talking about that one though because it's ridiculous. Um, it's just a bit crap, I think. Like, I don't know, it feels like... Well, obviously it was made to like star Will Ferrell and then didn't. Yeah, thank fuck. But I think it's... It's the same. No. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I still enjoy it. It is what it is. I mean, it's not a great film, but it's very funny and it's ridiculous and I enjoy it a lot. And I'm not going to apologise for it. I'm so not okay. asking you to apologise for it. Good, good. I watched Big Money Rustlers, so whatever. <laughs> you sure did. Um, what else did I watch? I watched... Um, I managed to get hold of Bad Kids Go to Hell for review. Right. Um, and it's one I've been looking forward to for ages and ages and ages because I read the comic a few years back um, and I was quite excited because one of the authors, well, the guy who wrote the comic, also directed the film. Right. Um, so I was pretty excited about that. And it was pretty good. It's very silly. And as long as you sort of remind yourself before you go into it that it is very much a comic book movie, then... I think there's a lot to enjoy there. It's well, nothing like, groundbreaking, but it's a yeah. it's a cool little film. Well, like like I was saying before, I like things that are sort of self-aware. Mm. I think that that works a lot better. I mean, sometimes things can be too self-aware, and that gets a bit sort of shitty. Yeah. But like things that are self-aware and fun are fine by me. They they're very welcome in my eye line generally. In a kind of detention sort of a way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, this this was not a detention, but it was of the same oeuvre. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's um, the word of the day. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'd definitely recommend that. I'm going to write a review for the site soon. Excellent. Speak about things that are self-aware. Um, there's a review up that I put up a few days ago for uh, Manborg. Um, I mean, there's not much I can add that I didn't already say in that review, but... It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> it really is. Like There was never going to be a time where you didn't love a film called Manborg, though, to be fair. It's true. It's just Kick Puncher, the movie. It really is. <laughs> like, it's one Derek Mears short of a Kick Puncher. <laughs> um, Excellent. It's, it's really nice to see... Like Obviously, we loved Father's Day when we talked about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really nice to see those guys doing something slightly different but also the same at the same time. Yeah. Um, and from what I gather, it cost $1,000. They shot it in mostly in, um, in, the, guy's, in the guy's garage. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, there, there was a lot of green screen, was there? It's, it's pretty much entirely that? green screen. Okay. Um, and like, it's, like I said in, the, in my review, it, I don't know where like, their self-awareness, we're making a shitty movie on purpose, and it's a lot of fun sort of ends and where like oh shit we've run out of money what are we going to do now that, where that begins 
everything that is crap seems like it's meant to be crap on purpose. Yeah. And that, and uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's genius. It's hilarious. It's it's amazing. I, I recommend it to everyone. I think it comes out on DVD. Uh, I, I was just going to ask if it was on general release actually because it was embargoed for ages, wasn't it? It was. I think it, the re- the release <laughs> kept getting pushed back and back and back. But I think it came out on Friday. Okay, brilliant. Or maybe it comes out this Friday, but it's definitely out sometime soon. Uh, cool. So yeah, go pick that up. It's a, it's like it's only sixty minutes long. There's great uh, trailers on there as well, like fake trailers. There's one for this thing called BioCop, which is about um, a cop who was in a uh, sort of freak accident and now he can never die and he's all melty and stuff and <laughs> he just wants to kill himself but it's like okay. a buddy a buddy cop trailer and it's fucking hilarious astron 6 at this point can do nothing wrong <laughs> that's okay i'm gonna make a note of the fact that you said that and then keep an eye on their careers i'm gonna keep an eye on their careers as well <laughs> no i know but mine is specifically just so i can say i told you so at some point well, I mean, they're all going to fall apart don't. eventually, aren't they? <laughs> but I, I think I think Astron Six need to be given. Imagine if there was one straight to DVD sequel not made a year, <laughs> which I'm sure we could all live without. Exactly, and they gave that money to Astron Six. Two million pounds, two million dollars, either one will buy a lot of manborgs. <laughs> okay, that's, what that's I'm saying. interesting. I shall definitely get on that then. Um... I can't think of anything else that I've watched that I've been that enthusiastic about in the last month, to be honest. Did I already talk about Alex Cross? Mm, I don't... Oh, you might have done in the last show, actually. I'm not sure. I feel like I might we have We spoke about it off-air. I know that much. Uh, well, um, if I didn't talk about it, I really enjoyed it. It's fucking awful. <laughs> um, the performances are from two entirely different movies. And it's great. It's loads of fun. So, yeah, okay. there's that. Cool. I, for some reason, for some unknown reason, found myself watching the five-year engagement. Um, That's the Jason Segel one, right? Yeah, I've, I, I kind of like him. He's quite likeable. I, I mean, I great. hate How I Met Your Mother. I can't stand that show. Yeah. Um, but I, I find him really quite likeable, mostly. And that, but that film was just terrible. I got halfway through, I think. It was two hours long, and I got just over an hour in, and I had to turn it off. It went nowhere. The characters were the least compelling I've seen in a long time. And I just think the shit. I was really, really disappointed. Hmm. Yeah. Did you watch Jeff Who Lives at Home yet? Yes. Did we talk we talked about that? Did you had you seen it at that point? Yeah, I saw that a while back. What did you think? Because I don't remember you actually Um talking about it when I was talking about it. I can't remember. Were you on the show we... when I talked about it? Oh maybe, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> it's been a long month. Um, I really liked it. I really liked it. Um, I've seen a couple things that the Duplass brothers have done now. Because, yeah. no, we did, we briefly mentioned, like, Mumblecore last last week, didn't we? So maybe it was that. Yeah. Maybe that was when you brought it up. Um, no, I thought it was great. A real, real kind of unexpectedly feel-good movie. No, definitely. Yeah, I think we did talk about it, actually. Sorry, everyone that listens regularly. <laughs> um, oh, well. Soz. <laughs> what else have I got? I've not got very much. I mean, I put a review of Chop up today. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was always going to be that I love Chop. I don't think that's ever that was ever going to be something that you might wonder about. It's low budget gore. It's Trent Hagar. What more do you want? Chad Ferrin's in it. Like excellent. It's a lot of fun. 
That comes yeah. out on DVD in March in the UK. I've been looking forward to that for ages, but it seemed like it got made such a long time ago and they've just done nothing with it. Do they have, like, distribution? Yeah, distri um, Grim Entertainment are doing it in the UK, which is the Grim Up North label. Oh, okay. They, they released um, Some Guy Who Kills People as well, so they've clearly got um, a type of film that they like. Okay. They're very much in the same oeuvre. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe we should move on from that word. Okay. How about ilk? Ilk wheelhouse. <laughs> either either yeah. works. We'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah. Any more? Any more for any more? Nah, not that I can be bothered to talk about. To be honest. Yeah. I'm more keen to get into the bulk of the show. Yeah, let's do that then. Let's take uh, a break, play some promos uh, and the trailer, and then come back and talk about American Mary. Cool beans. Excellent. Back after this. If you fancy dropping us a line at the Gore Press Gorecast, there's a number of different ways you can do that. Um, you can send all your competition entries, feedback and comments to podcast at gorepress.com. If you're on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash gorecast. Or if you're on Twitter, you can follow us at gorecastx. Last time on Explodify. Diet Thompson is a disease, and I am Robert Smith of The Cure. Mulder's voiceover tells us how the disappearance of his sister has fueled his quest for the truth. In case you forgot that his, you know, sister was abducted when he was young. Oh, wait, wait, I'll get naked on a webcam? What the fuck did <laughs> I just come into? A shape-shifting alien. The aliens have begun to colonize our planet. Skinner tells Mulder to terminate his investigation immediately. Agent Weiss shoots the bounty hunter who bleeds green ooze, which seems to be toxic to the agent. So there's different kinds of aliens and different kinds of green blood, and the different blood does different things. I want some goddamn continuity. <laughs> Maybe that's in the second episode when Samantha is. Well, oh, spoiler! Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna cut. That, I'm gonna cut that out. Scully takes the bus disguised in a tracksuit, not very well disguised. <laughs> <laughs> This bit really made me laugh when she's like sneaking around dressed in the tracksuit with the little, you know, like, oh, no one's following me. And then she just gets on the bus. Hi, Mulder, this is where I'm going. I'll see you later. <laughs> she's revealed to be Mulder's sister, Samantha. <gasps> Samantha she's alive! Me. No way. The cold is keeping him alive. Later, Mulder visits Scully at her motel. At that moment, she receives a phone call from Mulder! There's a lot of goo in this episode. This episode and the one that we'll review next week mm. were the first time that I actually thought that the myth arc was going somewhere, and mm. I have full confidence that that's completely going to be shot to shit as I continue <laughs> the series. Hey, Mom, I miss your vagina. <laughs> what? <laughs> and we're out. Bye. I apologize for the, the odd nature of this cast. It's just difficult to talk about one episode without the other, so maybe next week we'll be a bit more sort of cohesive and we'll do it. Next week. Full context, context to everything that happened in this episode. Well, let's not make promises we can't keep. <laughs> okay, fine. Next week, random banter about next week's episode as well as this week's episode. And I want to apologize to anyone who I have offended, especially you, Mom. <laughs> it says here that you've been late on a payment. $364 should be enough. What's the least that I can put on? $364. I quit med school today, but that shouldn't come as a surprise to you. What's this? That's uh, my resume. No, you don't need it to work here, but it is nice to find out some of your dirty secrets. Want to be a doctor? Surgeon. 
Follow me. What do I have to do? Yeah, we prefer the frat was not to die tonight. You can put the bat down, Dr. Mason. I'm just a desperate woman looking for help. What exactly does she want me to do? Specialties, Dr. Grant. Have you ever heard of body modification? Do you think I'm crazy? So we're back and we're talking American Mary. Uh, I guess released in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, although it's just been released in the UK properly uh, this year. It was January the 21st, I think it came out. Um, directed by the Soska sisters, twins, uh, Jen Soska and Sylvia Soska. Um, and it's a film. Uh, have you got a synopsis there? I've left my DVD in the other room. I don't, actually. Oh, no. Yeah. Fails. Well, let me, I'll just I'll rustle one up together. Um, Mary, uh, Mary Mason is a surgery student a medical student who is um as uh, hard up for money and she finds herself doing a sort of dodgy underground um surgical procedure and that sort of leads her into a weird underground um almost alice in wonderland type um descent into um into underground surgery and stuff like that yeah yeah that's, that's a decent-ish <laughs> synopsis without getting too spoilery. I, I, wish, I could have just brought my DVD, but I didn't. <laughs> the DVD I've got, just to, just before we get started, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if anyone else had the problem with this, but I was getting loads of artifacts on it. Like, it looked like I was watching a downloaded copy. Hmm. Like it was, I did not have that problem. It was very much a um, badly... Uh, what's the word? What's the word where you, like, dilute? Not dilute. Shit, con, or oh, whatever. They do have artifacts all over it, and that's not good. No. However, hmm. the first thing about America Mary that did hit me was how much it looked like a real film. Um, as opposed to. As opposed to Dead Hooker in a Trunk, which was which was a lot of fun, and mm, um, that's debatable. And and like, I mean, put together reasonably well, I enjoyed it. I didn't but, enjoy it. But it's it's fairly <laughs> it's fairly amateurish. Mhm. Like it's quite it's very amateurish yeah <laughs> um and like that's the they've made what this is their second feature uh-huh. american mary and like they've come they've come along so far yes i, I mean, definitely agree with that probably having a, a proper director of photography helped quite a lot mm-hmm. but um yeah i was i was instantly struck by how much this looked like a real like proper hollywood style movie okay I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay this out now. I really, really liked American Mary. Me too. I thought you might. There you go. You can stop listening now. 
<laughs> we're done. My favourite thing about it, this is not spoilery, but not really spoilery. Well, we've of, already we've already given spoiler warning. I, I say we've given fair spoiler warning. From here on out, expect spoilers. We yeah. won't tell you again. <laughs> so my favourite thing about it, which really shows how far they've come in such a short time, the mm-hmm. the Oscars, is the world building and the character development is really subtle. Mostly, yes. But it's very much there. Like, there's never any moments where it's like, well, pause now for some character building. It's just like, it just all happens really sort of... Uh, What's the word? I'm really bad at words today. <laughs> uh, yeah, it really happens like naturally. That's not the word mm. I was looking for, but it does. It'll do for now. Gradually. Uh, yeah, it feels really sort of um, real. Not real in like me and you, but like real in terms of <laughs> movies. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what you mean anyway. <laughs> it's got a very sort of classic approach to sort of lighting and color, which I liked a lot. Um, yeah, it was pretty dark in places. Not so dark that you couldn't see what was going on. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's almost like that's part of uh, expressing the, the theme of the movie. There's all this sort of shadowy corners and um, Mary would, is moving into like in, in and out of like shadow and stuff like that. And I thought it was... Uh, yeah, I don't doubt for a second that it was intentional. But yeah, there were a couple of moments where I was like, am I going to have to adjust the brightness on my TV now? Yeah. Particularly towards the end. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Catherine Isabel. She pretty. She's, well, she's that. She's also <laughs> fucking phenomenal. Like, she was... In, in this, absolutely. I thought she was great. Yeah, like, I thought she was... <clears throat> she was great in... She sort of carries this weight... Because she was in Ginger Snaps. Mm-hmm. She sort of carries this sort of almost like... Like, this feministic weight with her already. Because she was in that. And it sort of has this feminist bent to it. And stuff like that. Yeah. So it's sort of, it's it's really easy to 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 just sort of slot her into this movie, and have her be the, uh, be the character that she is because, because of she already has that sort of that weight behind her. I definitely think it helps. Like I didn't I didn't second guess her as this character for a second. Definitely not. I thought she was great. Like yeah, and she has this very specific arc. Um, where well, we've done our spoiler warnings. I'm just gonna fucking say it. Where she like goes from the heroine to the villain, mm-hmm. um, quite uh, quite easily and quite quite naturally. Again, I can't remember the fucking but word that I want to use. Yeah, definitely believably. And like, even though the ending is for me, I thought it was pretty weak. I love the ending. I, I mean, it I've... sort of came out of nowhere, but that's one of the things that I quite liked about it. Well, like that's that's one thing that I can say about this film. It's <clears throat> entirely unpredictable yeah i had no idea where it was going i was i was sort of under the impression that it was a rape revenge film which it has elements of there are aspects of that in it and i was very much like well how are they going to insert a rape revenge scenario into this um desexualizing uh women the theme that they've got going on and and they did it like perfectly it's almost like Kevin, when Kevin Smith, I mean, he's a shitty person to bring up in this discussion, but when he was writing Red State, mm-hmm. he said every time he knew what he was going to write next, he would write something completely different. Yeah. So he'd sort of second-guess himself and therefore second-guess audiences because he's a cinema viewer the same as we all are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's very much what's happened 
in the writing of this. Every time they thought they were going to do something that um, that people might get, they just went in a completely different direction. Mm. I mean, and there are moments where it's predictable because it's a film, and like we know how, and the characters are reasonably real so like you know how people would react in certain situations yeah but it very much goes to like different unique uh places where you probably haven't seen or definitely won't expect yeah um, for sure and that's one of the the absolute joys of america mary yeah i mean obviously you've already brought up the um rape revenge aspect um and we did I can't remember if we called it a Rate Revenge Month, but we did a whole month on that sort of movie. Yeah, it was meant to be Revenge um, Month, but it ended up just being Rate Revenge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was it. Um, but how do you think this sort of compares? I mean, I, I quite like that the character was on that path anyway, and that that was just a thing that happened that became the turning point. That, that was what sort of sped the process up, rather than that being the catalyst. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um... I think in terms of like, it's not so much, like we say, it's not so much a rape revenge movie. It's yeah. a movie where there's there's a rape and she gets revenge. But it's it's almost entirely like coincidental. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, you definitely can't pigeonhole it as that kind of a film. That's yeah. just, that's just something that occurs within the film. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not. It's definitely more, I don't know, would you say body horror? Would you say torture porn? Is it um, is it all three of those definitely, things? Definitely a bit of body horror in there. Like, I'd um, say there's probably a bit of torture porn in there as well. Like Potentially. I mean, the, the body horror aspect, now you've said it, you can almost see like a Cronenberg influence. Definitely. Maybe. Um, yeah. Torture, I mean, yeah, torture porn, I guess you would have to... I mean, the, the film's dedicated like to Eli Roth as well, but... So that means... That maybe influences me slightly. That's in the the end credits. Mm. Um, there's there's certain scenes, particularly where she's um, operating on uh, the guy that raped her, Doctor Grass or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. and it reminded me a lot of Seven Days. Yeah. Oh, for sure. God, that yeah. It was. Um, I wouldn't go as far as to say it was as uncomfortable to watch, but it came pretty close. Definitely. At it's, times. It's got this um, this tension, this atmosphere hanging over it. Yeah. Um, Just to- Kind of very visceral nastiness. Yeah, which again is incredible. Like for a second movie, like yeah, when when your first movie's dead hooker in a trunk, and like people can love it or hate it, it can go either way with that because it's 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 very much what it is. Mm. Whereas this, it's got so many like layers and and like it's it's a it's a real movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's really a movie. Like. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, I think, I don't know, I, I, I can't gush about this film enough. <laughs> I mean, when uh, the character of Beatrice was first intru- introduced, mm-hmm. I was a bit like, well, that's weird. It's a very otherworldly performance for this movie. Cartoony. Yeah, cartoony, almost like a, a gangster mall, like... Um, Are you thinking of um, Marissa Tomei? I am thinking of Marissa Tomei, yeah. Okay. She's very, very much Marissa Tomei. Um, uh, in in those sort of gangstery mall films or uh, Oscar, where she's Celeste Stallone's daughter, yeah, it's almost like a very uh, like thirties gangsterish type character woman. Yeah, I mean that's intentional. Definitely is intentional. Um, but when that happened, when she comes into it, I was very much like, "Well, this just is weird." 
<laughs> just kind of come out of left field a little bit. Yeah, it's very much like a real world thing. Yeah. With this one odd character. Uh, and that's never really explained. She's just like that. Yeah. And then you meet, uh, what's it, is she Betsy Real Doll? Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Real Ru Doll? Yeah, something like that. Ruby something. Yeah. Um, and that whole scene is... Oh, God. Very awkward. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, at the time, it sort of feels like, well, this is just weird. They make it work, though. They do it like it, it definitely works in within like the thematics of the film. Like it's all mm -hmm. about removing the sexuality. Yeah. And that's exactly what she does. I mean, it's 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 one of those sort of on the nose things that explains the whole film. Like in Solaris, where they're talking about the Bible and Christianity, mm. and you think it sort of seems like it doesn't really mean anything, or it doesn't isn't really connected. But it's that it's the sort of the keyhole to the entire film. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think you could argue that although most of it is grounded in reality, there is also a, a layer of, like, a heightened reality. Oh, definitely. So while it, it's quite weird and it does come a little bit out of left field, I mean, it's, it, it is there to shake proceedings up a little bit, and it, do, it certainly does that, but not to the point where you're kind of pulled out of the film at any, at any moment. No, I was, I was fully invested for the whole time. And like, even though, I, like I said, the ending was quite weak, the journey up until the ending was so good that it doesn't matter how weak the ending was. So I didn't think the ending was that weak. What, what, I mean, we might be getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but what didn't you like about the ending? I just thought it was all, it was all a bit quick. It was all like, here's what's going on, and we're, we've, we've taken our time. Like, it's, it's a very sort of... Um, Contemplative. I mean, it's, it, it's pacey, but it's also like, it's very... Um, deliberate in its yeah. pace and it's and it takes its time to to, to get from a to b mm -hmm. then then by the end of it it's just sort of like here's the end but like the, because because the journey is so good because it takes its time and it's it's so well put together mm -hmm. the ending's not bad it just sort of comes out of comes out of nowhere and is very quick it is yeah it is a little bit too quick for my liking i suppose um, um on, but I didn't, I didn't take issue with the end. It's difficult to explain, really. It was unexpected, but also inevitable. Yeah. Because she was always this very, very tragic character. And I don't really see any other way things could have gone, in hindsight. It's just, it's the, um, the introduction of that character is... That's, that's rushed. It's very rushed. And, like, you get one sentence about him, you get a... A one shot of him with Beatrice and then he kills her at the end like there's there's very little to, to suggest who this guy is and I mean again I guess that's uh, very much like a real world thing as well like that if could happen in real life if they'd overdone his introduction then the ending might have been more predictable though it's true I think it benefits from from us perhaps not knowing very much about this character and then it really does surprise you when that happens. I don't know. Well, there like, are a few things that, like, going, going back to go the on. realism, I yeah. guess. There were a few things that bugged me. <laughs> go on. Like, found myself kind of talking at the screen while I was watching it. <laughs> just, um, just the odd thing. Nothing major. Like, obviously, we find out very, very quickly that she's in dire need of cash. That yeah. she's completely broke. And that's obviously what leads her down this path in the first place. 
I did find myself just sitting there going, hey, Mary, why don't you move out of that big-ass apartment if you need some extra <laughs> cash? Just just little things like that, I don't know. If I but, had to pick like a, a, a fault with the film, mm-hmm. I would say that the timeline is a bit unclear. Um, like you, you skip over like fairly long sections of time without any sort of indication. And like you could, you could sort of gather yourself up and realise, right, we've, we've moved six, eight months, a year down the line or whatever. Mm. Because she goes from like a victim to having her own body mod facility. I mean, in- yeah, I mean, it's, it would be safe to say that the character does a total 180. Yeah, but she goes, she goes through like from that in, in the space of a cut, essentially. Mm. Both like literally on screen and... Yeah. In the editing room. So, like, the timeline is, is, is kind of unclear sometimes. And I guess that's why the ending sort of it comes out of nowhere as well. Because the everything is so it's condensed into this one hour, 40 minute chunk. Mm. And, like, that's, you've got to do that sometimes. Because you can't tell, you can't tell three Lord of the Rings movies in one, <laughs> one movie, can you? No. So... I understand it, but I guess it's if, if 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 I had one complaint about the film, and I've got another one, uh, oh. but if I if I have one complaint about the film, that's really it. My only other problem with it is um, the Tarantino moments. Oh my god! Yeah, certain people should remain behind the camera. They definitely that was, should. That was something I was talking about on Twitter actually last night while I was watching. Just adopt the Hitchcock approach. Appear in the background somewhere. Don't give yourself a speaking part. Certainly don't give yourself an accent. <laughs> Ugh, that made my skin crawl. Yeah, that was, that was my big, big problem with the whole thing. Otherwise, loved it. But that, ugh, no. What were they thinking? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing they were thinking, we're making a movie here and a lot of people are going to see it. Let's be in it. The same as Tarantino does and the same as lots of other people do. I but mean, I think... It's, that, it's pretty unwise, but... At that moment in time, that's when they need somebody else to slap them about the face and just say, that is not a wise move. That's true. <laughs> and just bring them back down to earth. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, great. But that did not do anything for me, that bit. Yeah, it's very much, like, obviously it's very much the Tarantino thing to do. And it's very much... It was too big. It was very big. But it's such a pivotal point in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just sort of, especially if you know who they are and what they look like. I bet people, like, a lot of people are going to see this film uh, in, probably not in HMV anymore, but, um, <laughs> like, on Netflix Asda. or Asda or wherever <laughs> and pick it up and go, I'll give that a watch. And then watch it and be like, who are these fucking people? Why are they on my screen now? <laughs> like, we know that they're the directors, and the writers. I hadn't, I hadn't even considered that. That would be terrible. It would be way worse not knowing who they were and then yeah. having to experience that moment. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh well, it didn't ruin it though. I mean, by a long shot. Every, every every bit of goodwill that that scene lost me. Mm-hmm. Um, Catherine Isabel's performance and Claude you, Back. You, yeah, Claude Back, the guy who looked like a mixture between Billy Zane and Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> like yeah. he was great. Uh, Lance, I don't know what his actor was called. His actor, I don't know what his the actor, actor, the actor that played that guy was called. But I thought he was great. Like, I, I really love that sort of juxtaposition where it's a big, meaty, horrible character, like horrible-looking character, but they're just like normal guys. Yeah. There's a tendency to overdo it and like make them a bit camp or whatever in some films. Mm. I'd like to to over juxtapose <laughs> those two things, but 
yeah, think this handled it really well. Like he yeah, was just they, the... they gave him like his sort of bordering on tender moment. Yeah. But the dialogue kept it believable. Definitely. Um, and he also gets the best line in the film, which is uh, titties and shrimp. <laughs> um, this isn't a film that I want to spend a long time comparing to other films. I mean, there, there, are, out, there are clearly elements of like influence in there. Maybe mm. um, some direct influence, some indirect influence. I saw a bit of Boxing Helena in there, but obviously that's because Boxing Helena is about people cutting off organs and not organs, mm. limbs. And so that's a sort of similar thing. And it's also kind of arty and well put together, but maybe a bit misjudged in places. I mean, given that we are covering female directors, we, did we even say, did we even state that we're doing female directors? Or did well, we think, just say that this was for women in horror? Yeah, we were celebrating women in horror. Um, but yeah, but we're, specifically, we're specifically focusing on female directors. Yeah. How do you want to go about talking about how women were presented in the well, many different ways? I read a review on IMDb today. Okay. I haven't actually read any reviews of this. I was so I was getting so sick of hearing about it mm. that I got to a point where I was scared the hype might ruin it for me. Um, and while I think it marred it a little bit, I'm glad I, ste- I steered clear of any reviews. Go on, what were you saying? You read a review on IMDb. Well, just going back to what you said there, I think mm-hmm. like the, the sort of hype within the genre of this is very much founded on something this isn't human centipede no this isn't human centipede 2 it isn't any of those films it's it's not a film that's it does shock but it's not purely to shock no it's not and it's 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 better than those films it's put together like a real movie which i keep saying but it's (laughs) but it's got it's got a lot of real good stuff going for it which i guess is why it's getting the the props and the uh and the hype that it deserves or that that it's getting Oh, I'm not saying for a because second it, it doesn't deserve the hype. I was just getting sick of hearing about it. Yeah. I just was scared I was going to be oversaturated by it and therefore lose interest. Right. So this review, I've just found it. Um, mm-hmm. It very much... Um, I think it very much speaks to what the um, what the Oscars were trying to do and the sort of the mentality of the of some of the some of the people in the genre or involved in the genre, or fans of the genre. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, being a guy into movies like Saw and Final Destination, I would have liked to see the gore, and not because I'm a twisted freak, or blah, 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 blah. Um, it just made me feel that the, as though it were a, as though it were a, actually a, uh, tailored for women, which is fine. Guys have Saw, girls get American Mary. Deal. Just don't expect a slasher of a film. Don't take it in a sexist way. The opposite, really. I thoroughly enjoyed the lead character in her journey to the dark side. My only real gripe was the dialogue, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'd imagine this to be a movie to watch with the wife slash girlfriend to sort of please her appetite for for horror. And that's the opposite of what this film is about. Yeah. Like, not to sound sexist, but I think is an important (laughs) phrase in that review. Loads of girls that are friends. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, like, I just, I saw that. I just thought, I have to talk about it because it's, it's exactly the sort of like, reductive attitude that um that is that feeds a movie like american mary like the reason why a film like this gets made is because of people with this horrible attitude i don't know i don't know there's there's a million things in there that i want to that i want to rip apart like i'm a guy i don't want to watch saw (laughs) you know i would hazard a guess 
and say that you would much, much, much rather watch this again than I Saw. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I like the first Saw film, but I don't like Saw 97. Or whatever they're up to now. Exactly. Yeah. I hate the idea that, like, this is a movie for girls, that's a movie for guys. That That's a whole horseshit thing. Yeah. I mean... It needs to just fuck <laughs> off. Sorry, I cut you off there. What were you going to no, say? No, no, I was, I was just going to say, just the hypocrisy of that entire review is kind of mind-blowing really they're saying well we shouldn't have this divisive attitude but here is my divisive attitude yeah <laughs> yeah that is a bit ridiculous yeah so i saw that and i just wanted to talk about it because fuck that guy <laughs> i'm not gonna give his name out but if you go to imdb it's there <laughs> wow yeah what a prick that's quite sad <laughs> oh maybe he's a listener Hope can so. but hope. <laughs> hey, if you're listening, insert your douchebag name here. You are wrong about everything, and don't write any more reviews. <laughs> Go home and reevaluate your life. Yeah, but yeah, the, the the way that women are portrayed in this film, there's a nice mix. You've got the sort there's, of you've got the whole gamut. You've got yeah. kind of the innocent ones. You've got the really promiscuous ones. The ones that are willing to sell themselves for money sell their services for money, um, I don't know, you've got the really sort of, like even the cartoonish one, yeah, her, her motives might have been questionable, but she was actually really sweet. No, definitely. Um, yeah, basically had the whole kit and caboodle in there, and it wasn't done in any sort of a preachy way, it was just like, here are a bunch of characters, you make your own judgments. Exactly, like, there's been complaints... Like, I guess you're going to get into this when you write your piece on VHS, but the women are either damsels in distress or the villains. But this film, like, both of those things are valid. Women can be damsels in distress, women can be the villains, but they can also be a million other things. And that's explored in this. And, like, just because it's, it's, um, it's made of a lot of, like, strong female uh, roles or, like, real female roles, it doesn't mean that the men come off, like, any worse. I mean, some of them come off horrible because they're horrible. Yeah. But some of them come off in a bit of a grey area and some of them come off really well. Like, yeah. I think this film's just got a very, it's got a very real attitude to both, both sexes. Well, yeah, I mean, you could argue that it's a tremendously feminist movie because it is so focused on the equality of the characters. Yeah. And I, I definitely say that that's true and I definitely say that that's, that's, that's probably what they had in mind when they were making it. Mm. It's a testament to the, to this movie that like, that it's this good, like that it's, it's eliciting this reaction from me and from you and, 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 and I, I guess many, many other viewers because it's yeah. it's really sort of, I guess, uniting the genre. Even, like, sexist guy from IMDb loves it. So <laughs> He might be a bit confused, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now you've said that, I'm trying to rack my brain and I don't think I've actually heard one bad review from anyone. Like, I've seen it mentioned a hell of a lot on, over Twitter and Facebook and whatever else. Um, and just you know, despite having avoided reviews, it's it's been impossible to avoid seeing people talk about it. Um, and I don't think I've heard anybody say that they didn't like it. I mean, it's definitely got its problems, as we've discussed. Oh yeah. But, I mean, they're fairly the minor. Yeah. On the sliding scale, um, it's a very accomplished film. It looks good. It's well acted. It's very rounded. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Have you got anything else you want to say? Or should we? Wrap up. Uh, I guess I started wrapping up already. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't mention the score, which is fantastic. Oh yeah, god, yeah, like kind of part 
classical part, I don't know, like very loud industrial metal sort of, I don't know. There are a few music it. cues that I didn't like. Such uh, as? Quite early on in the film, when, when she's sort of like a relatively quote-unquote normal character, mm-hmm. um, there are some of the music cues, like pop songs. Oh, yeah. That are like that seem like they've come from like the OC or something. Mm-hmm. Like moments like that, I just sort of I thought, well, that's. I think there was one quite close to the end as well. For a yeah. Really. And then the the very last song, the one that plays over the credits, sounds identical to Dragula by Rob <laughs> Zombie. <laughs> identical to the to the like to the degree where it made me write down, does all industrial sound exactly the same? <laughs> Maybe it was Power Man Five Thousand. It could be. <laughs> It's really sad what happened to Power Man 5000. They were a great, like, punk band. And then the label were like, no, you're Rob Zombie's relative. Like, do it like this. Be more like that so we can market you as <laughs> Rob Zombie's relative. He's his brother, isn't he? Step something brother? like that. I think it's they brother, sound cousin. identical. Yeah, whatever. Did, was it Power Man 5000 that did Mr. Deadman? Mm. Or did they do that other song that sounded exactly like Mr. Deadman? <laughs> It could be either of those. Yeah. I don't know. We've started to digress a bit. We have. Uh, there's one thing. Go there's on. one thing that, that that really hit me quite hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a tiny moment in the film. Like, it almost has no bearing on it. But um, it's the moment where... Well, I'm not going to go into too many details, but it's amazing how uh, the, the, the Soskas um, and the cinematographers and everyone involved manages to wring so much emotion out of someone deleting a contact out of their phone. Yeah. Um, like, it is one of the most emotional scenes in the film, and it is literally just someone deleting a contact out of their phone. Yeah. And that's, no, don't know why. That wouldn't be the first thing I did. No, probably not either. But, <laughs> but, but like, yeah, you're says, right. It says everything you need to say in that scene. Mm. without having to say anything. or Without like, having to spoon-feed the audience. Definitely. It's... It's really like that scene like proper hit me. Mm. Like it's it's not even a good character or like a <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just a character that's there and then now they're not. Mm. Like amazing. I think I think that um as long as if the Soskas keep working with, with this DP for a a number of other films, I think that they're gonna do amazing things. Like more so than this. Yeah. They can only get stronger after this, I think. Yeah, for sure. I think they've got a long way to go before they hit their peak. It's very promising. Yeah. It is. I haven't really got too much to say left to sum up. I think it's great. I think I think everyone should watch it. If you've got to this point of the podcast then and you've not seen it, then you're an idiot. <laughs> but I think it's I think it's great. I think it needs I don't know. I think that it's it's a very it's it's almost like an important horror film. Like it's, it's Oh it is. Yeah. It's one of those ones that's gonna break through to the mainstream. Um, I'm not sure like, I'd go that far. Relatively into the mainstream, like it's definitely got cult potential. Well, I, would I mean say that's so. just not even in question. I don't think, but I, I wouldn't go as far as to say it was going to break into the mainstream. I think I think it has the potential to. I think it's got. I think it's a, a strong enough film with um, enough good characterization and like good, well put together writing and realism that it that it could definitely like rouse people in the mainstream or mainstream audiences I'm not saying like it's gonna be et <laughs> but like i think that like when when this manages to sort of break through like 
few years down the line after it's been on DVD for a long time and it's been circulated around enough and it's on telly and stuff. Uh-huh. I think I think people will will latch onto it considerably more than than just the people in the horror genre that are doing now. Yeah, I think um, I think word of mouth is going to do wonders for it. Mm. And um, it's definitely one that I'm keen to introduce other people to that might yeah, not necessarily find it on their own. It's definitely. Uh, I mean, we talk about May quite a lot when we talk about sort of good. Uh, female horror characters mm-hmm. and good female uh, based horror films and this this definitely works on like a strong double bill with May. oh yeah that would be perfect I, I'm, I'm gonna give it a 7.5 out of 10 I was, I was gonna go 8 but I'm gonna uh, go 8 right I'm so g- between thought... us that's like 7.75 is that the first time I've given something a higher score than you <laughs> I don't remember there was I'm sure there was something that we watched that I hated that you liked <laughs> yes Entirely possible. Yeah, no, I think it's a strong eight as well. Mm. Definitely. Loved it. Deserving yeah. of the hype. Definitely is. Always. And I can't wait to see what happens next. I can't wait. Yeah. I think they could only get stronger as, as filmmakers and as writers. Mm-hmm. Perhaps not as uh, actors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but maybe they can get stronger as actors too. I mean, Tarantino went the other way. He started <laughs> off like all right as an actor and then slowly fell into the toilet. Mm. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. What are we doing uh, next week? Next week on the list, we've got Slumber Party Massacre. Okay. Which is, yeah. I, I think it's one that we were probably not nearly as excited about, but... Well, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to sort of look at uh, a female director making a slasher film. Yeah, for sure. Because obviously that's that's one of those genres that gets hit with a misogyny stick quite a lot. Mm. Yeah, no, so, I think there'll be a lot to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Um, have you got anything? Oh, we've got a competition on the site at the moment to win uh, Grave Encounters 2. We do. On DVD. So if you head over to GoPress.com, you can see it there. That's <laughs> on iTunes, obviously. If you're, uh, if you're listening on GoPress.com, then you're already there. So, mm. yeah. Uh, anything else? No, not that I can think of. I think we've got a few reviews and stuff coming up, and we're going to... Obviously, we've neglected Women in Horror month. A little bit in pre- well, a lot in previous years. Yeah, well, I was I was kind of burned out, burnt out on it because of the whole getting my ass nearly sued business. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's ancient history now. It is. So um, yeah, I think we're going to try our our damnedest to concentrate on that as much as we can throughout February. Try and get some decent content on that. Yeah. Um, we've got a guest post coming up. Yeah, hopefully that's we'll get a exciting. few of those. Yeah, we're just going to work our asses off and see what we can do. Excellent. Exciting yeah. stuff. So come back next week for Slumber Party Massacre. Keep your eye on the site for all sorts of women horror-based stuff and also your normal uh, reviews, news, competitions and the like. Mm. Excellent. Well, uh, oh, I didn't think about what we should be played out on. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Oh, well, I'll think of something. Uh, <laughs> back next week. Stay spooky, guys. Mary, Mary, can I go too? This one thing I will vow you I'd rather die than to live without you Mary, Mary, where are you going to?
truly What did I do to make you leave me? Whatever it was I didn't mean to You know I never would try and hurt you Mary, Mary, where are you going to?